Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. If you're keeping track at home, this is episode number 226, or it's the 32nd episode of season five. I'm back, and I am Britt. And I am Cinch. Cinch, we're giving Craig a week off, and by week off, Craig just gets to mute his mic. He's still in the background recording this, probably censoring everything I say, but I am back to, to chat with football with you guys after having a couple of weeks off, much needed weeks off. I am old and burnt out. This season was just so long. Did, are, did you get that feeling or are you missing football already? Uh, it was, it was a long season, but I'm kind of ready to go. Bring okay. on the USFL. Oh my God. I, I don't have that on my list of things to talk about tonight, but if you want to go to the USFL, we can talk about that. But first, let's start where we always start. Since what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm an instant replay of last week. I have an Irish hello. Okay. Because it was good. So I Tell stuck me with it. Irish hello. It, who makes um, it? Is it, is it is, 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 I don't even know. Is that a beer? Is that a mixed drink? It is from Best Friends Lunch Brewing Company. That's a great name. It's an Irish-style coffee stout. Ooh. And I had a hard time describing it last week, and I've thought about it. And yeah, mm -hmm. I still have a hard time describing it. It is not an overpoweringly strong coffee flavor. Mm -hmm. I think there's some chocolate flavor, but I would never say it would taste like chocolate. Mm -hmm. So it kind of tastes like nothing. I mean, wow. it tastes like something, but I don't know. I like it. So Craig and, uh, and his wife, Laura, gave uh, Christy a bottle of um, coffee stout Jameson. Interesting. It's coffee whiskey. And she tried it. I haven't tried it yet. And she, her immediate reaction was, ooh, oh, coffee, coffee, <laughs> coffee. And I was like, oh, we're strong. She goes, yeah, the coffee really just kind of overpowers the whiskey. That balance when you're brewing something to get the coffee and the beer, that's hard. I mean, that's, I think, I'm not a stout guy myself, but that, that's, that's tough to get that balance in there. So, yeah. uh, me, I'm drinking Diet Coke tonight. Why? Because part of the reason I've been gone for the last three weeks is because I've been dealing with some, some mental stuff. I'm fine. Just my anxiety has been acting up. And you know what fuels anxiety disorders, folks? Alcohol. So I've been, I was, I was ready to say football <laughs> that too, that too. Oops. My bad. <laughs> that too. So I've, I've, I have cut my alcohol consumption, at least for the, the short term to weekends only. And, uh, we don't record on a weekend. So as much as I, and I really do want to open up beer right now, like I've, I, it's only Wednesday and I've had myself a week already. Uh, it's been, it's been something. So, um, so I'm just drinking diet Coke tonight. But uh, never, never fear. We will, we will have beer on this podcast uh, on my end again in the not too distant future. So, all right, let's jump in. There is a there's not a lot to talk about, but there's stuff going on. I want to start with burning hot takes. So, Singe, would you like to give or would you like to receive this week? I'll receive because I got nothing. Oh, okay. I I, I find <laughs> that hard to believe. You will. Something will pop to your head. I, I know the way you think off the top. Uh, you think on your feet. We've got a, a whole bunch of little stories to discuss that I want to I wanna get to uh, as part of this. But um, I want to I I get your opinion on a, a news story I saw tonight. So this is outside the realm of football. This is a pop culture thing, technically. In New York, a man went to a barber shop in New York City. I believe it was in the Bronx. With a five-gallon can of gasoline, he goes to a barber shop. He opens the can and begins pouring it all over the floor. He is subdued, and when the police interrogate him, he says he was upset because he believed a family member had been overcharged for a haircut. Now, here's the part that really cinches this and where I really pardon the pun there. I really want your reaction to the irony is the five gallons of gasoline cost more than the cost of the haircut. <laughs> your thoughts. I just want a reaction to that. I would like to answer this like a politician. Go for it. I, I think that it's important that we get haircuts. 
I need a haircut. And you know, this thing going on in, in Ukraine right now with, uh, uh, you know, with Putin and yep. it's, it's bad. And, um, and haircuts, am I right? Your thoughts. I just, I'm like sitting there and I'm watching this news story and I'm like, okay, you paid $12 for a haircut and you responded by going out and wasting $20 with a gas and you're upset because the haircut wasn't like 10 bucks instead. You know, again, not to play politics like you were just joking about, but I don't know if anybody else has noticed the price of everything is going up lately and that's going to include stuff like haircuts, <laughs> you know, you I know, just thought it's. It's something to worry about because, sure. uh, and I don't mean the, the price of things going up, but the reaction. It just, it just seems like people are on the edge and anything mm -hmm. could set anyone off. And I don't necessarily mean in a violent way, right. but, you know, you, it used to be where you could comfortably walk down the street and say hello to someone. Oh, yeah. Not anymore. Now it's like, you don't, you don't want to make eye contact with that guy. You, you don't want to say hello. Nope, absolutely not. I mean, I'm just thinking to myself, like, if I got upset at a brewery over the course of a cost of a beer, I would not go back there with beer and then pour it on the floor. I would <laughs> want to drink the beer that I bought somewhere else and not. I just I just thought that was weird and noteworthy. So, all right, what have you got for me? Bring it, something to the table. It, 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 you just you, you you silenced me with that. I really didn't know where to go with it. He, OK, so here's my burning hot take question. Go for it. After the season ended. Mm -hmm. Your favorite quarterback and one of my favorite quarterbacks, Patrick mm -hmm. Mahomes, yeah. had to have a sit-down with his brother and fiancé. Reportedly. It is believed that this happened. It is believed that he said to them, what is wrong with you to stop it? Mm -hmm. Or something to the effect. Sure. So here's my question to you. You're a Chief fan. Do you think anything that they did had any effect on any of his play? I, I'm not saying it's an excuse, all right? Because I don't think he's saying that whatever happened is because of them. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I can I don't see think, why. Go ahead. I, well, I was just going to say, I don't think a reporter created that. I think he probably mm -hmm. did say something and had a mm -hmm. sit down with them because it seems like they want to be famous for going on Instagram and making fools of themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I'm well, sure first it, off, I'm sorry, finish. I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. That, it, that's, it's tough when you can't see each other, you know? Right. Um, I'm sure this kind of thing has happened for many years in some way. I just, I hate to hear about it. I don't want to know. Mm -hmm. Whatever crazy stuff's happening off the field, keep it off the field. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in complete agreement. So first off, I do believe it happened, even though it is technically unconfirmed and nobody... The fact that nobody's talking about it says to me it happened. The fact that the reporter's out there and nobody has stepped forward to say, no, man, that didn't happen, tells me that that happened. I'm confident that this meeting took place. Um, I, kudos to him for standing up and saying, listen, you are not going to be the Billy to my, to my Jimmy Carter. Take your Billy beer and go elsewhere. Jackson, you're. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm the talented one, and and you're not. But no. So so there's that. I do. Do I think it distracted? No, I don't think it did. I think the expectations on the Chiefs were really high this year. I think that the team was. I don't think this team is ready to deal with success by and large. Um, I also don't think that they're they're equipped. They're well equipped to deal with the pressures of being a favorite. And that clearly kind of showed throughout the year. I mean, it showed in the AFC Championship game. You've got, um, and again, I'm going into offseason mode, so things are flying out of my head. Mecole Hardman, there it is. Mecole Hardman is stirring up shit because he's getting open and no one's throwing him the ball. Guess what? No one's been throwing you the ball since like week 10. You've been the third option since week 10. Like fourth, I'm sorry, fourth option, maybe even fifth option. So Mahomes looks to see where Tyreek Hill is. He wants to know where Travis Kelsey is. He might look over and see what coach is up to. Then he wants to see if Byron Pringle's on the field. Then he wants to see where all the other defenders are just in case somebody he doesn't remember who's still in the game comes into the game. And then maybe he looks at Miko Hardman. But in the AFC Championship, all of a sudden, Miko Hardman is, I'm not being targeted. No. 
<laughs> no. The He's pre- just, I mean, if you're a wide receiver and you're not Hill or, again, I, I'm in off-season mode. If you're mm-hmm. not Hill, if you're not Cooper Cup, if you're not that caliber of receiver, mm-hmm. you better make the quarterback your best friend. You yep. don't want to go into the press and say, I was open, he won't throw it to me. Because mm-hmm. they're going to look at the quarterback and they're going to look at you and they're going to say, get rid of this guy, we'll get someone else. Yep. Absolutely true. I'm going to meet Cole Hardman's stats for 2021. I'm just, I want to see target, I want to see drops. I want to see how many times he was targeted. Uh, okay. He was targeted four times against the, against the Bengals and he caught three. He was only targeted once against Buffalo and he caught it. He caught every time he was targeted against Pittsburgh. So on the surface, he caught eight out of nine passes in the playoffs. But I go back to earlier in the season, five for eight against Baltimore, nine for 12 against Buffalo. Okay, that's a really good day until you realize he still only caught 75%. His catch rate this year was only 71% in the regular season. 71%. What is Tyreek Hill's catch rate? I'm going to tell you. Because that's how we do things around here. Let's go to Tyreek Hill and look at his game log. Da, da, da. Doing it live. You know, he, he might not have been open. He says he's open. Right. But how many receivers are open? Uh, I'm open. I'm open every play. You're never open. Right. Tyreek so, Hill has got a 69% catch rate, and he is the guy that has doubled every minute of every day. Travis Kelsey, known problem, 70.8%. <laughs> what, what is Byron Pringle? Byron Pringle has the dropsies. We all lo- I love Byron <laughs> Pringle. I love him. I, I, I'm buying myself a Byron Pringle jersey all, during the offseason. But I'm I telling can't you right have now, just one. His, he's always open, and his catch rate is only 70%. I, I wouldn't worry so much about the, the catch percentage rate because if it's too bad, they're, they're going to just stop th- using you, stop throwing it to you. Right. I think the problem with Hardman is he's just not what they expected him to be. Yep. He was billed as the next hill. That mm-hmm. he's got Tyreek Hill speed, and he's got good hands, and he could do this, and he could do that, and he's okay. He's okay. If he's on another team, he's the third string, you know, yeah. the third target, fourth target. Yep. He's okay. Yep. He's fine. He got, he got 83 targets this year, and he did catch eight, uh, 59 pa- passes for 693 yards. He only had two touchdowns. That's the only number that went down in a negative direction this year was that he only had two touchdowns. Pringle had five. That's a massive increase. Pringle never had more than one touchdown. That can't be right because, oh, he, one of those was a rushing touchdown. Okay, that's why. I'm like, wait a minute, what about that infamous game where I won money on him when, we, when I was drunk and had no idea who he was? Um, that's, it, that, that was a two-touchdown game, but it was, one of them was rushing. I, 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 okay, you're not getting the targets in the, in the red zone, but you, you, you've got to fight to get open in the red zone. You've got to fight. And that's the thing I don't think he does. He expects, oh, I'm, I, there's a defender two feet behind me. I'm faster than that guy. The ball should be in front of me by now. And that's not how it works in the NFL. It might work that way in college, not the way it works in the NFL. And that's the big thing. You know, I mean, he went to Georgia. I mean, he went to a big-time school. So I, I don't know. He can't be that unless the, unless the SEC or that's uh, is the SEC, Georgia. I, I have no know. idea. I, I don't watch college. I work. So, yeah, there you go. All right, last question for you, then we're going to move on to some of the, the stuff that's burning. Did you happen to see at the end of the Super Bowl, because I haven't had a chance to talk to you or Craig really about this, did you happen to see the, um, the, the audio they caught of Van Jefferson with his kids on the field? <laughs> no, I did not. Okay, when you're done here, you've got to go find it. So the Super Bowl ends, Van Jefferson is walking around, people are cheering, people are coming up hugging him, and you just hear, like, muffled in the background, Van, Van, and this woman runs up, and he's, everybody's mic'd up at the Super Bowl, and you can clearly hear her, she leans into his ear and goes, your wife is on her way to the hospital, and he looks at her and says something to the effect of, did she go into labor? And she goes, yes, she's on her way to the hospital right now, and as she says this, Van Jefferson's two kids, one who must be like three and maybe the other one's six-ish, run up and hug him and are, congratulations, daddy. He kneels down and he says to him, guys, this is great. Thank you so much, sweetie, but we got to go. We got to go see mommy. And the six-year-old goes, where's mommy? She's at the hospital. She's giving birth to your baby brother. 
you want to go see your baby brother? And the <laughs> six-year-old goes, yeah. And he looks at the three-year-old and goes, do you want to go see mommy and see your baby brother? We have to leave right now. And the three-year-old goes, why do we have to leave right now, daddy? And starts looking around the field like, this is cool. I've never been down on this level before. Look <laughs> at all these people. And it was freaking adorable. It's freaking adorable. Here is this guy just won the biggest game of his life. His kids are there. He finds out his wife is in labor, and he still shifts right into dad mode. He's like, guys, we got to go right now. Well, if you've heard the story about his wife, I love this woman. She's the best. Okay. She went into labor. Her water broke, went into labor. They, I think they had to take her on a stretcher to get her out of there. Mm-hmm. And she told anyone that was near her, nobody tells my husband. Oh, yeah. Wait until the game's over. That's great. Because, I mean, he didn't have a game. He had, like, one catch. He, he didn't do anything except <laughs> run around in circles out there in the field. But he drew I mean, a lot just... of coverage. He drew a lot of coverage. Every time he streaked down the field, he got a second look by a safety. I think... He was one of those guys who's not going to have a lot of stats, but he impacted the game. He opened a lot of short routes. Well, let me tell you, anybody that knows anything about the Rams knows that you can't let Van Jefferson beat you. Better exactly. to have that guy cup catch nine catches and be wide open in the end zone. Anytime someone wants to throw a ball in his direction, just yep. make sure Van Jefferson's covered. We got to keep that guy from catching it. Yeah, because if he does break past the line and Stafford puts it on him, he's gone. He is gone. And I saw that multiple times where somebody would come across the middle and where's the, where's the free safety? The free safety is with Van Jefferson because Van Jefferson just took straight off like a bullet and never turned around and just kept running as fast as he could and made them think they were going for the deep ball. So Van Jefferson, son of former Patriot receiver, Sean Jefferson. Yeah. Sean Jefferson is now a granddaddy and, and they named the kid champ. They yeah. named the they named the son Champ Champ Jefferson, so which makes me wonder is that is that like a family thing? Is there a link? Is Van Jefferson was like he born in a van or something? <laughs> I mean, is is there some sort of weird link there? I don't know. But all right, when, when you get time, you got to go look at that. All right, news and notes. So I got some stuff I want to run by you because Can- all all the speculation <laughs> stuff is already flying fast and furious. CBS has already put out a list of, of eight-star players who should be traded this offseason. I'm going to go down the list, and one by one, I want you to tell me, are they going anywhere? And if so, do you think you know where they're going? Let's start with the guy who everyone is talking about. Well, not everyone, but is one of the guys that obviously has been talked about as changing teams this year, and that's Russell Wilson. Does Russell Wilson part ways with the Seahawks this year? And where does he go? And what kind of impact does it have? So let's start there. What do you think? Is Russell Wilson on the move this year, potentially? Well, you know, the thing about big trades, especially with quarterbacks in the NFL, generally speaking, they don't happen. Mm-hmm. So Russell Wilson, I think, will be 31 for next season. Mm-hmm. He, he came back too early after the hand injury, and he was not good the second half of the year. So now if you're looking at, looking at teams that may be interested in giving up two or three first-round picks, you really can't take a rebuilding team because mm-hmm. why would they want to trade for an older player? Mm-hmm. And again, he's 31. It's not like he's 38. But mm-hmm. my point being, I, if I were, say, the Giants, I would not want to give up three first-round picks for Russell Wilson. Um, and... His contract is restrictive. He's due $37 million next year and $40 million the year after. And so you have him for two seasons, and then you have Mm -hmm. to re-sign him. And what's he going to want? He's going to want 10 years. Mm -hmm. Whether it was for better or worse, people that dislike Brady, I think he showed a lot of players in the league, especially quarterbacks, hey, you could go into your 40s. They They don't hit you anymore. So if you take care of yourself and you buy into all of the different taking care of yourself methods, there's no reason Russell Wilson couldn't play for another 10, 11, 12 years. Mm. I wouldn't want to take a chance on him. And I, the, the final answer, no, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I agree. I don't think anyone's going to take him at that price tag, and I don't think Seattle's going to cut bait with him either. 
I don't think he's going to be a, a cap victim in this case. So, all right, that's name one. Name two, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is worth $38.6 million next year. $38.6 million. It's the fifth highest number on the books right now for a quarterback. And what do they have to show for it? Absolutely nothing. They haven't been to a Super Bowl yet. He's been little more, in my opinion, than a high-powered game manager. So people are speculating that he might be on the move. What do you think? See, that's kind of stupid. I, everything you said is true about him and what kind of player he is. Mm-hmm. To speculate that he's going to move, that means another team is going to take a player with a $38 million contract. It, it's, that's problem. it's impossible to trade him. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you have to have at least $39 million in cap space just to take him. Never mind, you have to give up you know, some kind of assets for him. You're mm-hmm. probably giving up at least one first-round pick and a couple of other picks, mm-hmm. and he's just not worth it. So the Titans back themselves into a corner by giving him that kind of contract. He's not yeah. going anywhere, and they're stuck. There's nothing they could do. So what, what I, I'm, an, I'm, an, and I'm not, obviously, an expert on these things. I play fantasy football. That's about the length of my expertise. But I'm sitting here, and I'm saying to myself, okay, I'm a NFL franchise and I get wind that the Titans want to trade him. There's all those factors you just listed. I have to over. I have to look at the guy I have, or the guy next in line, and say that guy is worth me trading two or three picks and taking a thirty-eight million dollar cap hit to replace. It's you. I, I can't see any team in the league at all that is looking at their quarterback situation. And saying to, and I at all, and I mean, I understand the Houston Texans exist. When I say this, I can't see anybody who's sitting there going, "Yep, this guy in my roster right now is so bad. I want to give up an extra thirty-nine million dollars and two draft picks to bring him in." And that's the problem. It's not that he's the thirtieth or thirty-first worst quarterback. It's just if he was due eight million this season, I'd say, yeah, he's definitely getting traded. But yep. with the contract he has, there's no chance. So those two we both think is staying put. One guy I do think is on the move is on our next on the list, and that's the Falcons' Matt Ryan. He loves Atlanta. He's been a, he's been a Falcon his entire time. Um, they would save $8 million by trading him, and his cap number in 2023 is $28 million, which is, you know, I'm not a math major, but that's a lot less than the $38 million you'd have to take with, with Tannehill or the $40 million you'd have to take with Russ. I think Matt Ryan could be on the move. What do you think? Well, let me preface it by saying when Brady was with the Patriots and was about to hit free agency, and up until the time that he put out his statement saying he was leaving, I was saying, he's got to come back. Why wouldn't they bring him back? So if I'm going to think that about just about any quarterback, Matt Ryan in Atlanta, I I just don't see what are they thinking? Atlanta isn't a a quick quarterback turnaround away from being a Super Bowl contender. They have problems. They're in full rebuild. They're in full rebuild at this point. It's not that Matt Ryan is great and it's not that he's terrible. What do you think you're going to get for Matt Ryan? Because you're not going to get it. Whatever they think, they're not going to get that. I think they're willing to settle, though. I think they know they're in rebuild. I think they're going to be, compared to the other names we've talked about, you know, not only is the price tag financially lower, I think the pick requests are going to be lower because Ryan's going to be 37. So I, I, I I I think everybody knows he's only got, for him, two or three years left in him. So it's going to be a win, a team that thinks that they're a quarterback away from being relevant. And the first team that pops in my mind when I say that is Denver. I don't think Denver's a quarterback team away from being relevant, but I think Denver thinks they're a quarterback away from being relevant. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the open market and I see Matt Ryan at his price tag and I see Russell Wilson at his price tag and I see Ryan Tannehill at his price tag. I'm probably calling Atlanta first. I just don't see... Atlanta, if they get a call for their quarterback, they're going to want multiple first-round picks. 
think so, and, 37? Absolutely. Now, are they going to get that? I'm not saying they're going to get that, but that's mm. what they're going to want. So they're going to, if they settle, they're going to settle on a one and two twos or a one and two threes or something like that. Matt Ryan, all right, think of it this way. Atlanta's in a rebuild. Fine, they're in a rebuild. They'd still like to make the playoffs. Who wouldn't like to make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. So do you have a better chance with Matt Ryan as your quarterback and not getting a first-round pick this year and whatever, whatever the other picks might be? Are you a better team with Matt Ryan and without that first-round pick this year? Or are you better trading Matt Ryan, having an additional first-round pick this year, and absolutely no quarterback? Who's your quarterback? They don't grow on trees. There's no one in the draft that could step in and be three quarters of what Matt Ryan is. Right. I agree. So if, if they trade him, they're really taking a step back. And, and when t- you lose your guy, your quarterback, like he's been for them, when you lose that guy, it could be five years. It could be eight years before you get somebody who's comparable to what he's done for the team. He won an MVP and took the team to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And let's face facts, the NFC South has suddenly become a very sketchy division. We lost Breeze last year. Brady now retires. The quarterback situation in Carolina, are you, you telling me that Matt, if Matt Ryan leaves Atlanta, the most veteran quarterback in the entire freaking division is going to be... <laughs> Sam <freaking> Darnold. <laughs> Sam Darnold in freaking Carolina? He, um, he would be the dean of the NFC South in terms of... To quarterbacks, that's insane. And I'm not saying, oh, well, he'd, be, well, I mean, he'd be the longest tenured with his team. Well, Jameis Winston, if you want to count his time with Atlanta, uh, with Tampa Bay. I guess technically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking, but I mean, talking about like, but he's a free role, agent too. Yeah, he may not go be back there either. So I just, oh my God. Okay. I, 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 the more you talk about, it, the more I think. I, I think if any of those three names we've said already is going to move, it's going to be Matt Ryan. But there, I, I see your point. Here's a guy I think is definitely moving, hundred percent, and that's Carson Wentz. The money is right for a gamble. The Colts would save twenty eight million dollars on their cap if they traded him before the season. Uh, and they, if if no one bites, because we're going to put this out there too. They can save fifteen million if they just cut him outright. Does Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz is going. The question is: Is he going by trade or is he getting cut? In my mind, what are your thoughts on Carson Wentz? I think he's the opening day starter for the Colts. Really? I'll bet a beer yeah. on that right now. I, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think there's a chance in hell he plays. He plays Week One for the Colts this year. I, I watched a lot of that training. Uh, I'm I'm blanking on the name of the show, the HBO show. Oh, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Yes, I watched a lot of the Hard Knocks. That was during the season. I, I probably watched four episodes of it. And him and Frank Reich, they go back to Philly. Uh, you know, they were tight. Reich wanted him. If you watch Hard Knocks, mm-hmm. it could all be cooked. It could all be staged. Sure. It could be edited in such a way to look like a certain thing. But it looks like he loves Wentz and Wentz loves being there. Now, I'm not saying Wentz is terrible. Mm-hmm. I will. And I'm not saying he's great. He is, I don't know, the 18th best, the 16th best quarterback in the league, something like that. I mean, I'm not going through all the names. and You know, he he's... Yeah, I mean, he's the reason they probably did not make the playoffs. If you go back and look, I'm sure there's a game or two that he had a bad pick. I just think you're, they're stuck. The Colts are stuck between a rock and a hard place. If there was a quarterback in the draft that they could potentially trade up and get, the, the thing about, gee, is Wentz going to go because he's terrible? Well, if he's terrible, who wants him? There's got to be two teams in on this. And if he's terrible, who wants to trade for a guy? And then you've got to pay him, what, $25 million for the next year? And if you're going to have a quarterback who's terrible for $25 million, I'll take this guy over here for $7 million, and he's terrible, and I could save $21 million. I just think it's, it's, they're stuck. He stays. 
So one of the things that, that people forget about Carson Wentz is he threw 27 t- touchdowns this year and only seven interceptions, which if I ask folks to guess those numbers, I don't think they've come anywhere near that high a total and that low a, an interception total. He also only cleared 300 yards twice. Um, he's, he is, the less he throws the ball, the happier they are. <laughs> they, uh, let's see, I'm looking at their, I'm looking at his numbers right now. They won against Arizona, only 28 pass attempts. They won against New England, only 12 pass attempts. Maybe he didn't play that full game. That's possible there. No, he did. Houston, 22 pass attempts. Lost at Tampa, 44. Win against Buffalo, 20. Uh, Win against Jacksonville, 34. Okay, there's a couple of them. Loss against Tennessee, 51 pass attempts. Loss against Baltimore, 35 pass attempts. 37 against Tennessee. But that's they, usually the way it goes. If you're losing, you're throwing more. Uh, yeah. I think if, if you watch a game with Carson Wentz, if you've if you got the game on Thursday night and he's playing, maybe he doesn't have three interceptions. It just seems like to me every time I watch him play, he's got guys dropping interceptions left and right. It just seems like, just wait. He'll throw you one. Just wait. And that's just, you know, you're right. I wouldn't have guessed 27-7. and seven. He did but, not have a single game of three interceptions this year. He had two games with two. That's shocking to me. I would have guessed he had at least two or three games with three interceptions in them. I'm looking at these numbers. I'm like, am I looking at the right guy? Am I looking at the right guy? Yeah, okay. It's him. <laughs> well, you know what? I've been higher on Wentz than any of our group has been. For mm-hmm. years, I would rank him where other guys would not rank him at all. Mm-hmm. And that was based on his first year where... He got hurt, and it must have been week 12 or 13, and he was probably the league MVP when he got hurt. Yep, yep. And I just figured, look how, how well he played. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he'll get it back. And then he went to the Colts with Frank Reich, and oh, look, that's his guy. That was his, his quarterback coach offensive coordinator. He's mm-hmm. going to get it, but he, he, I don't know. I just don't think he's, I think we've seen enough to know this, is who he is. Agreed. All right, two more, and then we're going to move on to other topics. Jimmy Garoppolo, 49ers. I'm not convinced he moves. I know all the talk is there. I'm not 100%. I'm not, I'm not sold on the Trey Lance experience yet. Um, and again, they went to a freaking, they went to the NFC Championship again on Jimmy Garoppolo. Is Jimmy G on the move? Let me ask you, sure. does he, I don't, I don't know. Does he get a bad rap? I, I, Absolutely. I, don't know, I don't know how good he is. It just seems like his winning record as a quarterback is high. Oh yeah. It, it's, <laughs> he, he's tough to guess because he's another one that it, you just wait and he's going to throw a ball and everybody's going to say, oh my God, what was that? Mm-hmm. And easy pick. If I had to guess it's just, it's tough to say because when you're saying someone gets traded, there needs to be someone to step in. And everything I've heard, Trey Lance doesn't even know how to hold a football, that he's like so far away from being ready that, I mean, he's a year away from being a year away. So if you're going to trade Garoppolo, okay, great. I think there are teams that would take a chance with him. I I could see him going to Pittsburgh, Denver. They would want to send him out of the conference. So. There's a lot of teams that would that would take him. Yeah. But but then you need a quarterback. Who's your co- quarterback going to be? It can't be Lance. Maybe Brady right. comes out of retirement, but I don't know about that. I don't know. I I so far yes, I think Garoppolo could go. Out of the guys we've mentioned, I think he could go. But when it comes right down to it, no, I don't think any of these guys are going anywhere. Okay, without looking we just said we just said that um, Wentz had twenty seven touchdown passes. Did Jimmy G have more or less? I think he had less touchdown passes. Twenty. Same with interceptions. Higher or lower than seven? Uh, probably higher. Twenty ten. Twelve. Okay. 20 Still a good 12. percentage. It's a good percentage, but I mean, this is a guy. But they win games. I just I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, and they're always close. They're always close. They're, all right, so going backwards, they lost to the Rams by three. They beat the Packers by three. 
they beat Dallas by six, and then week 17, they beat the Rams by three. I, just aside from like playing really bad teams, they killed Houston, but before that, they lost to Tennessee by three. They killed Atlanta. They beat Cincinnati by three. They lost by seven to Seattle. I mean, it's just, I look at these games, I'm just like, oh my God. That, that, I don't think he's part of the problem there. I think, I think, I think San Francisco takes a huge step back if they, they part ways with Jimmy G. That, and they got to know that. They I, I know think that. that they are one of those teams that are right there. Mm-hmm. If there was a way that they could get a trade for one of these quarterbacks, it would help them. But I don't think they could do it because they just traded, what, two, three number ones to get Trey Lance. So mm-hmm. it's like you can't turn around and say, okay, we'll trade you Lance and two more ones and we'll get pick your guy. I don't mm-hmm. think they can. So I agree. they're another team that I think they're stuck with uh, Jimmy G for one more year. And then it's sink or swim, give it to Lance and see what happens. Now, the last name on the list is kind of surprising, and it's the only quarter, it's the only non-quarterback on this list, and it's Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is coming up on a contract year. He's only $7.2 million this year, but he hasn't exactly been healthy, and you got to imagine he's going to, I mean, the, the writer of this article from CBS says he's going to demand anywhere from 12 to $15 million a year when they see, when they, when they sit down to talk about contract extension making him a candidate for trade. Would you, as the Giants, move Saquon at this point so you get something for him before you... Because you, he's not worth 12 to $15 million a year. He's been hurt constantly. You know what? I would like to demand 12 to $15 million a year. It's and not going to do me any good. It's not gonna, sh- go it doesn't matter, but, you know, these guys, these, these athletes, if the Giants are smart, trade him. Because no matter what he does this season, you cannot sign him. Yep. Don't, don't give running backs a, a second contract. Draft him, have him for the four years, then let him go. If it's a guy who fits into your structure and is a good player, good in the locker room, you sign him, but you keep it minimal. Running backs, they come and they go. The, the fact that the Giants drafted him, was it the second overall pick or the third overall the fact that he a running back went that high, they should have fired the, the GM right there. Mm. You don't draft a running back there. The New York Giants, with Saquon Barkley in the lineup this year, went 2-11. and 11. With well, Saquon out of the lineup, they went 2-2. Two and two. They're and- terrible. Either way, you can't put it on, the run, on, on Saquon. They're, they've been terrible. They've got a lot of problems. I but- don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, if he's a generational talent, he's got to have an impact on games, and there's got to be an impact when he's not there. You, you had a better win percentage with him on the sideline than you did on the field. That's telling but, to me. But you know what? It's such a, a small sample. Four games. Sure. The four games that he wasn't there, they could have played against the four worst teams on their schedule. Uh, you know, it, it's like I said. You don't give a guy a second contract. Look at what Dallas did with Ezekiel Elliott. He has not lived up to it. He's played, and he's been solid, but he's like the biggest contract on that team, and no running back should get that much. Not in today's NFL. So I've heard that they're trying to, you know, clickbait story that the the Cowboys are going to trade him. That's just like we were saying before with Tannehill. Who's going to trade and give this guy this much money and let this guy eat up that much of their cap mm-hmm. when he's, you know, he's the second fastest running back on, on the Cowboys now. Yep. So it, it's time. It, yeah. I, I, if I'm the Giants, I'm trading Saquon. I'm absolutely trading Saquon. Get your best offer and move on. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. No, no one wants to hear that. I know Sean's wife doesn't want to hear me say that, but that's where I'm at. So. There's a whole hey, bunch you know, of guys. Yeah, go ahead. Sometimes you miss on a draft pick, and the GM that drafted him is gone. The new GM that comes in, any GM that comes into any team where they weren't there the year before, you need to make moves. You need to put your players that you brought in on that team. Mm-hmm. And he is just an easy guy 
Saquon to, to move him along somewhere. And hey, yeah, see, look, all I could get for him was a fourth round pick. See, that's how bad of a draft pick it was. That was the other guy. He's been fired. Let's move on. I'm going to draft this. I'm going to do that. Yep, I agree. All right, two more quick stories, and we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up for today. Well, um, hey, wait, let me interrupt yeah, you for ahead. a second. You got the, something for me? Go for it. The most obvious one that I was waiting for you to ask me about, Deshaun Watson. Not on the list. Well, I mean, do you think he gets traded? What ha- thought- could, could he possibly sit there for another season and the same thing happen all of next season that happened this year? Yeah, I think it's possible. I, I'm shocked he wasn't traded last year. I know the whole... The question to me, so there's two, there's two issues here. All, and, and the first issue is the on the field, which is cost of like, you know, salary, what's the demand for a trade, all the stuff we discussed with these other guys. But then you factor in the other part of this, which is the off the field stuff. He's got legal troubles every which way but loose. So, I mean, and I, I know people say that, well, the reason he didn't get traded and the reason they didn't play him was because of his legal issues. I'm not convinced that's the only reason that didn't happen. If tomorrow he announces, oh my God, I've settled everything, all these people are liars, and I've been completely vindicated, I still don't know that they make a deal because the on-the-field, the business aspect is still there. So I don't know. I don't think he's going to be a hot player. Would I be shocked if I wake up tomorrow morning and I see there's a trade been done? No. But am I going to be on the Deshaun Watson watch? Like I'm going to be on the Jimmy G watch? No. Because I, oh, just, I, gotta I don't tell know. You, I'm stunned. I, I don't know how. I, I don't. I, maybe I'm just not understanding. The player that he is. Now, put the off-field stuff aside. Let's forget that exists. Okay. The on-field player that he is, even if he has a stupid contract, he is, I think, going to be 27 for this next season. Okay. When he last played, he was a top five quarterback. Was he? I just, yes. Yes, he was. I just think that there are, again, it's the off field stuff that there's just no way to measure because that means Team X trades for him and they give up whatever they give up. They bring him into your team. When they bring him into your team, now you've got groups saying that we're going to boycott the team and you've got this sponsor dropping out and that sponsored. That's why it, you can't, there's no way to measure that. But mm-hmm. the player that he is, just the player that he is, oh God, I would take him on my team in a second. If you don't have a quarterback, you should take, the, the Bears should take him in a second. Mm-hmm. You know, I could just rattle off teams because if you don't have a top 10 guy, this guy is better than what you have. It's just the off-field stuff that I, I don't know what to say. Well, do we think that the price tag is going to be prohibitive? I mean, how many picks is, is the te- are the Texans looking at asking for already? If they're saying we need three number one picks, I would never trade three number ones for anything. Mm. But if you were to trade three, see, again, it's the damn off-field stuff. Right. If it's three number ones for him as a player and the off-field stuff doesn't exist, I would do it because he's young enough to give you another 10 to 12 years on your team. And he's got, I think he signed a big deal. I think he's got his contract for the next five, six years hmm. all, all set up. I just, you know, he's, he's a good quarterback. He could throw it. He could run it. He could do everything that you need to do in today's NFL if you're a quarterback. And you're correct. He does turn 27 in September. So he is still fairly young. He's still got at least five years ahead of him, barring significant injury. So, See, if you told me you could trade for him, you could trade for Aaron Rodgers, you could trade for Wilson. (laughs) Again, forget the off-field stuff. (laughs) But I mean, Watson's the guy I would want over any other quarterback that's out there on the market. Except for the off-field stuff, which, again, I can't measure. Yeah, fair enough. Segwaying there, you accidentally walked into one of my next questions, which is... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. That's okay. You walked right into it because we're going to talk about one of your favorite players in Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers put out an Instagram post this week, a series of pictures. Um, And uh, in the last one, 
people kind of went off a little bit. Uh, the picture is from the November 7th game at Kansas City. That's the game that Rodgers missed because of COVID-19. It was the last picture he put up. And normally, when he stands on the sideline before a game during the National Anthem, he stands between Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams. Obviously, he wasn't there because he had COVID. But they left a space in between themselves during the anthem where he would have stood. And that was the last picture he chose to put up on the Instagram post, which instantly led people to sit there and speculate on what he was trying to communicate. Just give me your gut reaction to that, Cinch. This guy puts up a picture on Instagram. Everything he does is extremely calculated to kind of manipulate media view of him. Is it wrong? Are, are people wrong for reading into it? Is, you know, what's, what's your take on this? Your Honor, let the record show that I was here 10 years ago. Before there was even this podcast, I was, I was here. Say, I've done this this guy, years. this guy, is, he's not a good guy. There, there's lots of bad guys. I mean, he's not going around hurting people, but he's not a good guy. He doesn't talk to his family. He, he, he just broke up with his, his fiance girlfriend. He's not a good guy. He just, he's selfish. He, okay, so what do I think that he was trying to say with that picture? I think he was trying to say, these are my guys right here. Mm-hmm. And look, look at the cool thing they did during the national anthem, the game I wasn't there because the liberal media wouldn't let me play. Mm-hmm. Look what they did. They left a space for me. These are my guys. That's what I think he was saying. But, <laughs> and let, let me say this, having said all of that, if my team traded for him, I would be super excited because he's going to get you to winning the division and he's going to get you into the playoffs and he's going to make sure that there's no stress on you on Super Bowl Sunday because he's not playing in it. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is. He is an excellent quarterback. He's a first ballot walk-in Hall of Famer. He's not a nice guy. He's not a guy you want to root for. Yep. So that's the explanation he gave on the Pat McAfee show, was that that picture touched him because he was stuck at home, and when he got that picture and he saw that they left the space for him, he was just touched by it, and that's why he included it in the post. So I completely agree with you in that he's just not a positive role model at all. He knew putting that picture up there last was going to cause speculation. He wanted to fuck with people. He wanted people talking about him. We have never talked so much about any guy on this podcast who has yet to win anything since this podcast existed. He's been to one Super Bowl. And yet we spend so much time talking about, is Aaron Rodgers going to report to camp? Did Aaron Rodgers get vaccinated? Is Aaron Rodgers going to show up? What did Aaron Rodgers have for breakfast this morning? Aaron Rodgers shared a picture of a donut. What does it mean? He is manipulating the media to talk about him because there is no good reason to talk about him. We don't talk about him because he wins games. We don't talk about him because he puts up amazing stats, which he does. You're right. He's a walk-in Hall of Famer. We talk about him because he forces issues onto us to talk about. And that does not make me feel good about talking about him. I think that's why I get so angry whenever Aaron Rodgers comes up in a conversation or why I get, I go and I say, oh, well, okay, I've been taking a couple of weeks as I step back from the league for two weeks. Let me go see what's been going on. And five of the first six things in my inbox are about Aaron Rodgers posting on Instagram. Why are we spending so much time talking about a guy who can't get past the NFC Championship? Could you imagine if Patrick Mahomes had lost, had not gone to, to, to a, two Super Bowls in the last three years? Could you imagine if, we had, if they had lost four straight AFC Championships? Would people be spending this much time wondering what Patrick Mahomes thinks? It's absurd. It's absurd you know, to me. He's just one of these guys. He, he is the A-Rod of football, where the story always has to be about him. You know, the biggest, one of the biggest things that I look at in quarterbacks, when a story comes up that's negative about the guy, where are 
the quotes from the former teammates of his jumping to his defense. Mm-hmm. And it, there just aren't a lot of guys that jump up and say, hey, he was doing it because of this. He's my guy. He's the best. I think whatever it is that Joe Burrow has, his teammates love him. He's been mm-hmm. there for a year and a half. And the guys that play with him absolutely love him. I don't think the guys that play with Rodgers love him. Agreed. Devontae Adams probably loves him. He made him a lot of money. Other mm-hmm. than him, I don't know if anybody loves him on that team. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. We are out of time. I didn't even get to bring up the fact that the XFL has struck a deal with the NFL to be like their experimental rule league. Um, and we didn't get to the USFL. But that's that's okay. Cinch, give me your final thought for the week. I don't know. I, I Here's my final thought. Here's yeah. really the thing that's been dominating my mind and making me refresh every two seconds on Twitter. Can baseball and the Players Association just make a deal already? I was waiting for this. I cannot yeah. believe you went almost an hour without bringing up the strike or the lockout, Here, rather. Here's the thing. If it were a simple, they're doing this to us and it's not fair, and everybody knows about it, and here's the issue. If it was that, everybody would know what the problem is. Instead, it's a bunch of minor bullshit that could be straightened out if they just sat there and actually negotiated something instead Mm -hmm. of sitting there for 10 minutes and saying, this is what we want and we won't budge. And then the owners say, this is what we want and we won't budge. And then they leave the room. Mm -hmm. It's killing me. I, I love baseball. Baseball is my number one sport. Usually this time of year, I'm getting ready for Saturday. It's going to be the first preseason spring training game. I'm going to listen to the whole thing. I'm not going to know who the 18-year-old kid is that's in there in the fourth inning, and I don't care. Mm -hmm. And instead, it's going to be pushed off and pushed off so the millionaires and the billionaires can fight over their money. And it pisses me off. So that's my final thought. Make a deal. I don't even care what the deal is. Make a deal. And, and I think we've seen we've said this in every labor stoppage that's ever happened. Millionaires arguing with millionaires over who gets millions is really disinteresting to those of us who just want to watch the games. You know, life is hard. Everyone's life is hard in whatever way it is for them. My life is hard. I can't wait to get home from work and put the game on. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it at 12 o'clock. I'm thinking about it at 10 o'clock, at 2 o'clock. I'm thinking I got to make sure I've got my lineup set mm-hmm. for fantasy baseball and everything else. I want to see the game. I don't even yep. care. My my team has sucked more than it's been good. I want to get home and see the game at night. Yeah, I cannot tell you guys how many times we have gotten texts from Cinch at like two o'clock in the afternoon when the Mets are playing at night, just reminding us that he's not going to be able to watch the game live. So don't say a damn thing <laughs> well, in the chat. That's because Sean likes to say something. <laughs> And, Sean, and the worst part is, Sean is either obscenely specific, like he's calling the game, or he's so vague that it's just annoying. So it'll either be, my God, an unassisted triple play? How does Gonzalez even do that? Okay. Or it's, holy crap, I can't believe it. <laughs> and then you're stuck saying, what? Was it good? Yeah. Was it bad? And the worst part is, because we, we, we exchanged so many texts, I, I looked at my phone the other day, and my phone said to me, you pick up your phone twice as often to check text messages as you do for any other purpose. They track that stuff. How many times, what is it, when you pick up your phone and unlock it, what's the first thing you do? And my phone is like, you picked up your phone 50 times in the last four days, and 26 of them were to check text messages. So we have so many of them, that I actually have most of my threads silenced, and I get to it when I get to it. So I get, sometimes I'll get to that a day later, and I'm like, I have no idea what he's even referencing anymore. Here's a funny thing that no one listening cares about. We text back and forth all day. Hundreds of texts a week. Usually around 5.30, Sean checks in and corrects our text. Yep. You, you get the laugh at this one, the like at that one, the exclamation point at this thing. Yep. <laughs> it's just the up. report card for the day's text. It is, and that's part of that's the nature of his work. Um, he, he works hands-on with individuals with intellectual disabilities. If he takes a moment to check his phone, he could have a chair to the back of his head two minutes later <laughs> if one of them decides to have a behavior. You know, oh, he's, have, he's a referee. Uh, basically, yeah. I mean, we, we had that conversation this week. I, I, I can't remember what the situation was, but somebody was, somebody was his daughter 
His daughter was complaining to us that schools are a rough place to be right now because there's fights every day. And I looked at him and I said, when was the last time you got hit at work? And he was like, Tuesday. And I'm like, see? <laughs> I'm like, this, this is, this is, uh, you know, I looked at her and I was like, you're talking, you're, what you say is makes it hard for you to be a teenager in a school is the same thing that makes it hard for us to be adults at work. And she's like, well, you don't have to worry about somebody bringing you a gun and shooting you. I said, I work in HR. I said, every day I presume someone's coming to shoot me. I get people fired for a living. I'm an HR investigator. <laughs> I, I, I look both ways every time I enter or exit my car. Don't, don't sit there and tell me because, you know, and I'm not downplaying the importance of a safe school environment, but to sit there and say that my life is so hard because I'm worried about a school shooting. Okay, you should be worried about school shootings because they suck and they happen way too often, but we all worry about the shootings. Everybody worries about workplace violence. It's, you're, you're not unique. You're just another one on the boat. Let's work together and try to make this a safer boat. My, my no. boss this past week said, we don't have a zero tolerance against violence on the work. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you said that wrong. No, we do have zero tolerance. If you yeah. say we don't, that means that. Ah, go ahead. It's fine. Well, yeah, we're we're working through an issue right now. I've I I could I I I literally I can't tell stories on air and I can't tell stories off air. If I didn't have the agreements that I have in terms of like privacy and stuff like that, I could tell stories that would just make you sit there and bang your head on the table like the guy pouring gas in a barbershop level kind of what the hell is wrong with people. <laughs> I seriously, I see it every day. So um, my final thought for this week is well, I've I've been gone for three weeks, so I I. I have all sorts of thoughts about how the season ended and the Super Bowl and everything. Um, but we have a plenty of time to kind of go over that stuff. Um, my, my thing is today in, in Connecticut, my final thought will be that today in Connecticut was 60 degrees. Instantly. It was like everybody who has not driven since the pandemic started was on the road or on their bicycles riding down the middle of the street. People... Be safe. As weather gets nicer, more people are going to venture outside, particularly now that being inside in a lot of circumstances isn't the safest for stuff. Please be safe in the community. Please don't drive like you haven't driven in 15 years. If you ride a bike or your kids ride, but tell them about basic safety. I'm not telling them they got to strap on elbow and knee pads and watch a safety short. But if your kid is popping wheelies in the middle of a main avenue in a town, you probably should have a conversation with them. Now that football is ending and we're trying to move on to other things, I can go side on this. Don't, don't be jerks out on the road and be nice to people. We've all been cooped up. We've all been cooped up, except Cinch. He has a job that takes him outside every day whether he likes it or not. I wish I was cooped up. <laughs> and believe me, we hear about the days where he does not want to be out. A lot of texts on those threads. Just be safe out there in general and use some common sense when you're driving and doing stuff in public. Just just don't be that guy. Don't be that. But you know what kind of guy you should be? You should be the kind of guy that lives us, leaves us a review. Any of the major podcast directories where you find our podcast, we would really appreciate a review. We also like to hear from people. Now is a great time to reach out to us. Why? Because nothing's happening. We have all sorts of time to answer our emails right now. You can reach us at fignutsdfs at gmail.com. You can reach, find us on Twitter. We are at fignutsdfs. We are also on Facebook at the Football Fignuts Podcast. Now's a great time to reach out and say, hey, guys, I love this. I hate this. What do you think about that? We would love to hear from you because this period of time, this is, I mean, draft prep. I mean, technically, the league year starts, I think, next Wednesday? No, technically, it started yesterday. Yesterday was the first day you could declare, um, whatchamacallit, um, franchise tag. To the best of my knowledge, no one used their franchise tag up, up, on the first day. But, you know, now is a good time. Reach out to us. If you've got questions, if you've got suggestions, we want to hear them. I want to thank Cinch for stepping in this week and the last couple of weeks. Um, and, and, and really kind of putting it, man, you've done more episodes in the last month than I think you've done in the, the last four seasons. So we appreciate it. We appreciate you really stepping in. I, I was well rested. Yeah. So, well, we could always, if there's one great thing about this podcast crew, as small as we are, 
we we everybody is always willing to pitch in except for the freaking source all he does is send us cryptic texts and complain when we criticize um uh one or two of one or two of his his long-held ideals but other than that uh he did he did bring me beer so i gotta be nice to him he did import me beer from from upstate new york um which was very nice of him to do i still have i still have a little bit of it left you know Every time I think I buy enough beer to last me from like Northway, I find out that I could buy more beer from Northway and still be running out of it. So, but I think we're taking next week off. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Uh, our producer is off mic tonight, but uh, he, I believe he he sent me a schedule update and he told me we are off next week. Uh, but we'll be back in the not too distant future in a week or two. So to talk about you know free agent moves will be starting by then, contract extensions and negotiations will be starting by then. Um, but until then, I really appreciate everybody who tuned in. We will see you soon. And my name is Britt. I'm Cinch. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Hi, Deb. Mm-hmm.